Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. My name is Tim Birch and okay, I say it every flipping week. These are some special guests. Well, Yes, they are. There are actually two special guests because one has a, um, a, a storied history in the CST program. We'll get into that. And the other one, uh, 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 we'll, say it's, we'll say it's one of his mentees, uh, has just uh, recently uh, graduated from the Illinois Professional Land Surveyors Apprenticeship Program, the, the new batch of uh, apprenticeships that uh, is something that IPLSA started just recently. And very, very proud to say that uh, that he's a he's a graduate of that. So today we're speaking with Larry Harvey and Ryan Baker, both of HLR in Elgin, Illinois. Um, I, I've got to give a little bit of a shout out because uh, good friend Jenny Lyons runs the show over there, and uh, really, really always been impressed with with the operation with what they've done. But Larry, let's talk about Larry for a second. Larry, when did you first take the CST test? Oh, I was thinking about that, Tim. It's been a long, long time. I, I want to say it was 2006, maybe 2007, something like that. I, I think it's been probably close to 15 years or more. Yes, that's what we show in our records that uh, you've been a CST for quite a long time. And you've been a big proponent of that. And HLR has been a big proponent of that and Trigstar for quite a long time. So a Thank you for your continued support and push on, on both of those programs. Um, Ryan, how long have you been in surveying? Uh, not quite as long. <laughs> I've surveyed for nearly two years. Um, and yeah, just recently, that program culminated in uh, my CST1 in the last couple of months. Very good. Well, this is Mr. Ryan Baker. I forgot to, to, to properly introduce you. Um, so tell us a little bit, Larry, I mean, you've, you've been at HLR for quite a while. T tell us a little bit about the company and the culture there and what, what has led to the, the, the support of the CST program, the Trigstar and bringing somebody like Ryan in and how that just fits. Well, you alluded to it, you know, it really does. It, it goes back to the beginning when I came here, I've been here for 22 years, uh, in April, uh, Dick Hampton whose name is on the building, obviously. He was a land surveyor. Uh, the first CEO that I worked under was a land surveyor. Jenny Lyon was my department manager and is now the CEO. So, I mean, surveying runs deep at the company. Um, Jenny has been involved with Trigstar, I think, since about, uh, I think it's been about 11 years now or so. Since yes, she did that the first sounds day. about right. Yep. So ever since I've ever since I've worked here, you know, her and I have been having conversations about survey and professional surveyors in general. And where does this go and what is the market going to mean and all that? And, and like I said, she put action to it by getting involved in Trigstar and trying to in an attempt to start beating the bushes at the high school level. 
to just spread the word. Uh, most of the stuff that I will say here tonight in terms of that are, you know, essentially paraphrases from her, you know, uh, she's been a very strong advocate and, and pushing this, uh, since, since I've known her, you know? Yeah, she sure has. She's, she is, she's a tremendous advocate for not just the programs, but for serving, uh, overall. So yeah, a little shout out to her as, as well. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. It's really, it's, it's, it's nice to hear that even, you know, it's a multidiscipline firm, but how, like you said, how deep the roots of serving really, uh, really lie within the company itself. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And that's been a, you know, that that's been a real advantage to us, uh, you know, for myself and for Ryan and, and for the young guys that are going to come up behind us to have that there, you know, a lot of firms, you know, could have potentially shopped out survey work or, you know, a lot of firms do, you know, they don't do in-house survey. They just sub it out. You know, um, that's never been an option here, you know, it, never. Well, good. Well, good. Well, I tell you what, let's, uh, I would, I do want to go a little bit different uh, path here. So Larry, tell us every surveyor has a story on how they got into the business. What dragged you kicking and screaming into the surveying profession? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm glad you asked me that. Um, I saw a simple one-line ad in a newspaper. Now, I live about 90 miles outside Chicago myself. Elgin's probably half that. So I, I was looking for it. I was in between careers. I, I had left a place that I wasn't happy with. I wasn't, you know, it was, uh, to be honest, I was working as a garbage man. I'd been doing it for about 10 years. Uh, decided I needed to change career paths. And I looked around and I looked around and I looked around. And I couldn't find anything. And lo and behold, one day I saw this ad in the paper, just like I said, one line ad, called the number up, started talking to him, went in for an interview. And as soon as I got to the building, like, and we've completely remodeled the building since, but the minute I walked <laughs> in the door, I just knew I had to work there. You know what I mean? Like I wanted oh, to work sure. there immediately. I called my wife. I called my mom. I said, I think this is it. You know, I got to get in this place. I met with two Daves, Dave Newkirk and Dave Hingston. Uh, we hit it off great. Um, the interview lasted probably about an hour and a half. I was pretty sure, you know, if, if things went well, I was going to get this job Nice. and, uh, lo and behold, maybe a week or so later, I was out applying for other jobs and my wife called to a place. She knew I was applying. She actually called to the place and got me on the phone and said, you're not going to believe this, but HLR just called you. And I just, <laughs> I, I grabbed the application and walked out of the place and the rest is history. Oh, nice. Very good. Well, Mr. Ryan. What got you into surveying? What uh, what what's drawn you in, into this uh, this crazy crazy profession of ours? Well, I originally went to college uh, just because that's what you kind of are supposed to do. I was undecided originally, originally, and then ended up getting a bachelor of arts in psychology and philosophy, and so that was fun. But then I was just working a couple of restaurant jobs after that, and wanted to get something a little more concrete going. So I looked at the uh, local community college just to see what programs were out there that potentially looked into getting into. And I just stumbled upon surveying and the list of things that they'd offered. Just to, and I just expected it to be a, you know, program classes and eventually, you know, there might be some career prospects in that. And so, you know, that was enough for me to inquire. I just, just the job description of being outside and, and working with your hands and your and your mind at the same time was attractive. Um, but then the contact there, Corey Allred, the director of that program, 
uh, told me about this uh, PLSA survey program. And that's really what, you know, I was sold to what, what it really was. It was getting you in the job, working, and getting your education going as well at the exact same time. And it just couldn't have been more perfect for me because you really hit the ground running. You start in this job and you're on your way to you know, knowing what you're doing in a, in a real career that has upward mobility. And uh, HLR reached out to me. This just shows how they're uh, involved they've been in that whole program. I looked into what they are all about on their website and, and just the people I was in communication with. It was just really uh, match made in heaven. And so I got hired and moved up and that's really that's really it. Well, that's good. That's good. That's that's good. good. Well, I guess uh, that, that kind of leads to, to the to a, a question for both of you and I, I you know, in seeing how much uh, of a role model and a mentor that that Larry's been through all of this. Um, how important is is that culture? Is that that uh, having that work environment to where I mean, and I guess a little shout out to Corey Allred, um, good good friend of mine, and I just I I love Corey to death, and he I think he's such a great educator and such a great um, great influence. So uh, whatever you've experienced with him is 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 not. Uh, is not uncommon. I just love him to death. Um, but to be able to come into that kind of a, a an environment now with Larry and getting that uh, getting that response and getting getting that mentorship that really goes along with learning a job. I mean, how how important has that been? That's been huge. I mean, it's been a, a major thing there for getting me where I am and helping me get through the program. Um. I had a, a worked under a serving professional career for about a year on speed. And uh, that was huge. Just a guy who, who knew everything and been doing it for forever, basically. And uh, just really taking you the ropes and getting me acclimated to, to the job. And, uh, and Larry here has been huge. And, and the actual hands-on, you know, he'll take the most simple, minute, questions to bigger things just how to how to be in life as a surveyor and be successful in that regard that can't be understated so i've been i've been really lucky in that respect that's been part of making this uh my entry into this profession so smooth and just so you know removing any doubts i could possibly have at any time yeah, no, it's been great. Well, that's good. That's 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 awesome to hear. Now, I guess Larry, I want to go back to you for a second. As far as ment, you know, you're now in in the mentor role, but thinking back to those people that that you know, and you spoke uh, very very highly of Jenny and and Dave Hingston and and others. Um, how important was it that they made you feel like you were part of the team and that they were helping bring your career along? I mean, how how critical was that to your personal and career growth? Oh, it was, uh, I, I can't, I can't stress enough how important it was for, uh, 
for Jenny, really, in particular, you know, as Dave is the CEO, I didn't have as much interaction with him as I did with my department manager. So with Jenny just giving the support, you know, and, and, and encouraging and, and I would say I would stop short of insisting, but saying, look, you can do this, you know, <laughs> yes. just all you got to do is do it, you know, um, that was huge, you know, uh, but another thing that happened for me along the way um, that was equally important for, for other people that are listening to this that may think, well, you know, I'm not that guy, you know, or I'm not that gal. Um, I came, like I said, I came from working at, at the garbage company. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all, but that's a, that's as blue collar as it gets. And you I bet. came into a place where everybody had a college degree hanging on the wall. I didn't have a college degree hanging on the wall, but I got put with a guy, John Fort Miller, who is probably still to this day, you know, when I think about hunting right away, I always think of the same thing. Before I give up on it, I ask myself, would John come and find it? Because if I think there's a chance that John would come and find it, guess what? I'm not done yet. So, you know, uh, I had to run across other people along the way. And there was another guy here at the time. And, and I had to kind of figure out a way to slot myself in here. And that's where the CST program came in. I eyed up a couple of guys that had 15 years plus experience, most of it at HLR. And I said, how can I get my way in either ahead of these guys or in the middle of these guys or even adjacent to these guys, you know, and the CST program was tailor made for that. That's exactly how I put my stamp on it, you know. Exactly. Well, you, you've made the perfect segue into that next. My next question was, all right, at what point did you find the CST program and, you know, what was it about it that really spoke to you that that you've you took it, you've stayed with it and you've, you've embraced it to even to, to pass it on to, 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 uh, to us, the youngsters like Ryan. I mean, what, what, what really impassioned you even that much more about the profession that the CST really led you out, led, led that out of you? Well, like, like I said, coming here, you know, and again, I can't, I can't stress enough. I had a complex, you know what I mean? I really did. Like I, I felt out of place. So I saw this as an opportunity for me to say, hey, I didn't do four years of college, but look, I did do this. And this, this says to anybody that really puts more value on paper than maybe they do on your actual actions, you know, they could look at that and say, okay, I now know where this guy's level is, you know, and it was important for me to try to, like I said, to try to rank myself or to try to fit in at a place where I felt I didn't really fit in in the very beginning, not because of anybody else's fault, but my own insecurity about not having a college degree when I got here. And sure. I said, how can I do this? And the CST program was one way I could do it on paper. And then I could just go out there and try to outwork, you know, myself every other day. You know, that's all you can do is just try to be the best version of yourself. And, and it's worked out. You bet. Now using that going forward and, and using the program going forward and for, for employees like Ryan, um, is it, is it a good way to, to help encourage, I mean, obviously Ryan's is a, is a good, is a success story. Um, but I mean, is there that much value that you feel in the program that we really need to keep pushing it? Um, because like you said, it, it, it helped you with a career path. And that's the way it was set up for. It was that it was that way to help teach some things to 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 basically test on what you know, certify to what you know, and that way you you've you've got something you know that you hang on the wall and say, 
yeah, I'm a CSD level three. I know what I know. And uh, that, that it's, it's a, it's a little bit of an earned respect. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not alone in this. There's tons of guys out there and gals that have been in the industry for decades that don't have a piece of paper or anything. And, and maybe they're fine with that. And, and I'm not knocking them one way or the other, but it, there, there really is value. We're not going to do justice in 30 minutes or an hour or two hours right. to try to, to explain the value in the CST. Um, but, but my ability to get that piece of paper and to, to take that test and say, you know what, I do fit in. It'll, it has allowed me to embrace it, recognize my own struggles 20 years ago. You know, obviously I don't feel the way I did 20 years ago. So now I can look at young guys like Ryan. Ryan isn't going to toot his own horn, but Ryan doesn't need uh, anybody's help academically. Ryan is an all-star, you know, Ryan's going to get whatever material you put in front of him. He's going to be able to knock that out of the park. My part with Ryan is helping him get into the field and, and advance what John Sweet, and like he, he alluded to that, he was fortunate. We saw the value in this program and said, Ryan, you're assigned to John Sweet. As long as John's here, you're yeah. going to shadow John. And, and that's the way it used to be. That's how we would have built him back in the day. Um, but that's not, nobody has three-man crews anymore. Nobody hardly has two-man crews anymore. Right. So. Well, um, I, I guess that that also warrants a little call out to John Sweet. I mean, yes, he's, absolutely. He's uh, he's a, to me, he's a local legend as well. That uh, the what what he's built in his career, what uh, I know of his reputation uh, throughout the Chicagoland area, uh, he's he's earned every 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 ounce of that. So uh, yeah, Ryan, if you're stuck with him, uh, that that's a nice thing. That's a great thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's. I want to switch gears just a little bit here, and I'll go back to you, Ryan, for a second, because the IPLSA technician program, the apprenticeship program, one of the things that you know, it's it, it, unfortunately it came out at a at a fantastic time with this little thing we call the pandemic, and the fact that uh, you know that it was trying to you know that it was trying it was trying to recruit uh, young young new young employees at at a really really crazy time. Um, can you speak to a little bit about the program itself? Because I don't think until somebody really jumps into it and can really, uh, can, can help uh, un- explain and appreciate what Corey and that whole, whole group of, of, of educators put together for this program, how much, how much is really there? How much substance is there for a future? I mean, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's really it's built for employers and prospective surveyors, and it really tailors to to people like me, anybody coming out of high school or college and looking to establish in a career. Maybe they didn't know that they wanted to do survey or what survey was, and it really gets you going just immediately. You're you're working day one, and then with the, with the program, it's a two-year program, and so you're taking classes while you're working, and they're hybrid styles, so mostly online, and you'll meet for three labs per semester, typically, where you'll spend all day Saturday and have to be Sunday uh, in the field, um, either at Parkland or, you know, it's a little bit by ear for, for us, you know, 
right. Okay, finding everybody to get the whole thing going. So we but with a company called Geotech. Um, but you're getting that hands-on experience in a classroom setting, essentially, which is which is really big because you know just getting someone started in the job is fantastic. But there really isn't room to make mistakes or to have somebody kind of hold your hand through some of the basic things. You, you'll pick it up through osmosis, but to have time dedicated to do that. I think it's, it's pretty interesting to get acquainted with, with really the basic procedures and the you know, survey related terminology and equipment. And so you really get that in, a, in an educational uh, aspect. Well, very good. Very good. Like I said, uh, yeah, what, what Corey, and, Corey and Todd Horton's built down there as far as the overall program with the 24 hour program. Uh, land surveying program and now the apprenticeship program and the, the obviously the, uh, the the backing and the support of IPLSA a little shout out to them and Kim Robinson and her staff for for pushing this along um, and another person I want to do I do want to give a shout out to because he carried the ball on this this apprenticeship program pretty far and that uh, that's a, a another good friend of mine Mr. Tim Murphy uh, the actually the NSPS director for Illinois and uh, our workforce development chair uh, at the national level. He he did a lot of a lot of hard work on this as well, and, and trying to make it work. So I'm just so glad to hear uh, your experience, Ryan. Because um, I mean, not that you need to know this, but I don't have a college degree. I started in the field. My dad was a surveyor. I got called into the field uh, in in high school and. Uh, that's that was my path. And, um, you know, and to Larry's point, there is nothing more intimidating sometimes than to walking into a, a group, uh, uh, you know, a room now with with uh, PhDs, you know, educators and, you know, and to say, oh, by the way, I, I, uh, you know, I don't I don't have a degree. I don't have you know, I don't have I don't have any credentials. And, uh, and, but yet to be able to still stand there and go, yeah, but I'm a surveyor. I'm a professional land surveyor. I do know these things. I do have these, these accreditations. I do have these CST levels or whatever it may be. Um, and you should be proud of that. And, uh, it, it's, you know, the, both of you have, have achieved so much, you know, Ryan already in your career and, and Larry with everything that he's done, you've done here is, is, is incredible that, uh, um, so I guess my question for you, Ryan, is what you've got your foot in the door here. What's your next steps? You got your CST level one under your belt. What's uh, what's the future for Ryan Baker? Well, I've got an eye toward licensure. And so I'm kind of exploring what I would take to get that going. I've got a little bit of, of college experience that'll play into, into satisfying all that are necessary to take those exams and, and and get started on that path. So that's pretty exciting. It's a little daunting to look at, you know, how, how long all that takes, but it's uh, but it's an exciting prospect that oh. a couple of years ago just wasn't wasn't on my radar at all. Oh, exactly. And it and the funny thing is, I think Larry probably attests this too. How fast the time goes. 
Mm. <laughs> Poof. How many years yeah. has gone by? <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to switch it. I need to switch gears back to you, Mr. Larry, then. Um, what would be your advice for, for, for Ryan and future surveyors like Ryan? Um, what, based upon your experiences and based upon what you know about the profession and the steps people can take now, whether it's conventional college or the apprenticeship program or what have you, what would be your advice to somebody getting started in surveying right now, knowing what you know now? Well, I mean, I certainly am a huge advocate for it. You know, go, go, go as much of that education as you can get. You know, I would start with, I would, I would figure out if PLS is a realistic goal for them. I would hate for somebody to spend a lot of time on something that may, you know, I mean, let's be honest. If you've got a wife and a couple kids and you need to do 10 years of schooling while you're working, it can happen. I'm not suggesting that it can't, right. but that's a big ask. So maybe that person might be better suited to use the CST program. Now, if you're, you know, if you're 20 something, and like in Ryan's case where he's got half the schooling done or whatever the number may be, right. get on it. You're not going to be any younger. You know, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, you know, right. Um, it's just not, it's just not to be for me. So any young guys that I get around, you can bet I'm telling them all the same thing, get in school, get as close to that degree as you can and get that PLS. Look, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, it's already huge. We need them. We need them. We need them. We need them. You know, right, right, and that's you know I, that's funny you mentioned that because that's something that we've been we've been obviously been watching for a, a number of years, and really we're starting to crunch even more numbers on where we're going to be at with licensees in five ten years. Um, I you know, and it used to be I, I we would say that you know in the next five to ten years we're probably going to be down 30, 35, 45 percent of our licensed surveyors simply by attrition. Um, because the average age being so high, I think the other part now is that, well, but we're in such demand and that license is in such demand. Um, un unfortunately, I'm going to say we're going to have a number of surveyors stick around simply because they have that license, but they're not going to be effective because they don't know the technology. They don't know what, how surveying is really done today, other than they've got, they've got a stamp. And unfortunately, you know, one of these very low number surveyors that decide to stick it out into their seventies and eighties, isn't going to do Ryan any favors. No. Uh, chances are and that's not, like I said, there again, that's not completely across the board, but more than likely he's going to teach them something before they'll, they'll teach Ryan. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's part, I think, you know, you hit it on the head that, and if there was one thing that came out of the pandemic uh, was the fact that, that that we've proved ourselves that that hybrid education works? Uh, we forced a whole a whole bunch of of, of school age kids to do it, and we've forced a whole bunch of the workforce to do it. And now people want to work from home and do these things. Um, we can get that education remotely as well, and uh, I think there's some good content out there. So, yeah, Ryan, keep at it. You you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're going to knock this out of the park. So I, I don't have any doubt doubts about, about that. Um, Appreciate that. So I guess, you know, in kind of a wrap up question, 
actually to the both of you. And uh, Ryan, I'll throw this to you first. How does the future of surveying look to you? We know we're busy right now. We know we've got work out the wazoo. We know there's a sh- there's a shortfall of of surveyors and technicians, and just it seems like everybody wants everything yesterday. Um, what's it look like to you, even looking past that, in as far as what your career is going to be able to provide you? Uh, to me, it looks fertile. I mean, it looks it's not going away. It's growing. Uh, you mentioned the technological aspect of it. That seems like it's uh, growing at an exponential rate. It's exciting to to be around while that's uh, developing. I think that's going to continue to do so. Just the the efficiency you get out of out of things like that, things like droning and scanning uh, that was just uh, not around a while ago. Um. Yeah, I mean, learning the, uh, yeah, a little, ripped up a little bit there. But. No, that, it, that's, it's perfect because, and I think, you know, that's something that, uh, that I think Larry and I can, can both attest to and appreciate and, and what we've watched grow in our careers. Uh, you know, I'm thinking back to, you know, some of my early days, um, you know, well before GPS came around and, you know, I've, I've said all along and throughout my career since GPS come along, that was the greatest um, real-time networks with GPS is the, is the greatest tool that, you know, not, not that the EDM wasn't bad and not some of the laser scanning, some of this other stuff, but RTK GPS with a real-time network has just been always been my, my favorite tool. And so um, Larry, I really same question for you based upon where we've been and what you've seen, where do you see and and even your career path and what still to learn and still to accomplish within uh, within your your career for the future of surveying? Well, I mean, I'm I'm very optimistic for the future of surveying. Obviously, as we we've alluded to here tonight, you know, there's a, a supply and demand issue for surveyors. Um, back to your story previous to this question, you know, the 70 year old guy with the low number, he's going to need a CST three out there with a boundary certificate to go out and get that field work done for him. And how is he going to differentiate between me and Billy? If, you know, if Billy's got nothing and I got the CST three, guess what? He's going to pick me to go out and get that work done for him, you know, um, whether he's ever worked for me before or not. So with that said, you know, again, another reason to, to follow through with the CST, you can have both, by the way, guys, if you get your PLS, you could get, you could take the CST too. see what, see what it's about, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to have too much credentials. Let's be honest. Exactly. Um, you exactly. know, our, our future here, uh, Tim is, is, is bright. HLR runs to technology. So we've got Regal scanner, we've got SX 10, we've got, you know, uh, our 12 GPS units, um, you know, truck mount for the, for the Jeep or for the scanner unit. Um, you know, th- there's nothing that we don't have if it's something that we need. Hydro, you know, you, you want you want right. the river done, we can do the river. You want a big boat, you want a little boat, you want a remote control boat. I mean, whatever it is, it's in the closet here, you know, and we've got a tool for that application. So I would, if I were a young man, I'd be really excited <laughs> because I'm going to be getting my hands on all that stuff. And if I'm an old man, then I'm really excited because what my next step is going to be here is I'm going to try to bridge the gap between our phase three department and survey technology. 
there's a lot of a lot of equipment that we can use on a day-to-day basis to assist our phase three department um, because just like surveyors there aren't enough engineers either we need them all especially in illinois you know and, and i'm certain that it's probably that way across america um yep. so if we can if we can like I said before, we really got started. You know, contractors are moving at the speed of technology. We've got to match them. Otherwise, we're getting left behind. Um, we have all the smarts in the world. We just need to figure out how to put it with the technology that we have and get that data collected as fast as we can and then filter through it so that we have a good deliverable for the client in the end. Absolutely. And, you know, and I'll even throw in there, like, you know, with your data collection that, yeah, we, so the surveying profession needs to, to embrace the GIS community that much more as well. All of this data we're collecting is G and it can be easily manipulated and uh, managed in, in GIS. I mean, it's survey graded, survey grade uh, data, but it can be managed in a different way. We've got to be willing to, to work with the GIS community as well. It, it's all coming under the same, the same circus tent to be, uh, to be, yeah. uh, to put it in a little bit of an analogy, but uh no, I think you guys have, have hit it, uh, hit a home run here. Um, Ryan, you found, uh, you found a great home. Uh, Larry, you've provided uh, a great home for, for people for, uh, for many years. And you're really set a, set up a great environment there for, for learning, you know, and it's one thing to just to, to fall in a career I and mean, actually to fall into a job that you just go in, make your paycheck, go and go home every night. Uh, you've, you've developed an environment where careers are built. And uh, I, I, I applaud you, Larry, for putting that together. You and under, uh, under uh, Jenny's vision and, and, and her predecessors. And Ryan, you've got a, a heck of a future ahead of you as well. Uh, Tim, yeah. on that note, uh, while, while we're speaking of that, I, I am also supposed to make a little bit of an announcement here that uh, in regards to the CST program, anybody out there that wants to take the test, needs a proctor, we have the office space available. We'll open it up on any Saturday. If it's one person, if it's 10 people, you know, we'd love to fill the place. So anybody that's looking for a proctor in the Northern Illinois area or wants to travel or whatever, Jenny is more than happy to step into that role and see if we can't get some of these young students tested and get them certified. Uh, duly noted. And we will add that to our social media postings and make sure and get that out and, uh, and, and, and help spread that word because it's, you know, and that's, that's one of been one of, you know, kind of a catchphrase that I've, I've, I've really kind of hung on to these last, especially these last six months of stepping into this new role is nobody's going to fix it for us. We have to do it ourselves. And having people like Jenny step up and say, if somebody needs a CST proctor, come to me, I'm, I'm here, I'm available. She's, she's making herself available. Um, obviously, Larry, you're making yourself available for Ryan and, and anybody else that's working under, under your uh, tutelage. Um, that's what this profession's all about. It's about being able to, to, to help each other out and to give back. And, and you, you, you two and HLR are a perfect example of, of how that gets done. No, it's, that's appreciated. And uh, again, it's me just paying it forward. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't be here if there weren't people doing for me what I'm trying to do for Ryan and Garrett and, and the other young men and women that we have here. It, it really is. It's us trying to just fix this thing on our own and, and just keep it moving. Well, very good. Well, gentlemen, I know it's, uh, it's, it, it's getting into your evening time, into your personal time. And I appreciate the time to, to you've taken to, to share your, this story with us. 
um, because it is such it's it's not it's such a great story and uh, uh, the what you two have accomplished and now together uh, is is very very uh, exciting. Uh, you both should be complimented on on uh, your passion and uh, your follow through on getting this stuff done and uh, we appreciate you taking the time tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks, Tim. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, we, we do have several good uh, guests coming up uh, in the next few weeks. So wherever you uh, subscribe to your podcast, please, please hit us up and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.